Hi there. In this episode of Barron's AP World History Podcast, we'll discuss the document-based question. Here's what you need to know. There's only one document-based question on the exam, and it's worth 25% of your score. You'll have a total of 140 minutes for both the document-based question and the long essay. Aim to spend 10 to 15 minutes planning the document-based question, and another 40 to 45 minutes writing it. You'll have seven documents to work with. Some will be written texts. Others might be photographs, cartoons, or charts and graphs. Together, the documents address a particular theme or issue, such as industrialization in Europe, or a noteworthy cultural trend or technological innovation. Regardless of the topic, you'll need to craft a historically defensible thesis. Historically defensible just means it's true and makes sense, and can be backed up with evidence. Use the documents to help you craft your thesis statement, and make it the basis of your first paragraph, where it's easy to spot. In the body of your essay, you'll include the documents as support, so you want to make sure that your thesis doesn't stray too far from these documents. Let's brainstorm one together. What would be a strong thesis for the following question? Evaluate the extent to which Pan-Arabism and Pan-Africanism have differed in their nature and political effectiveness in the modern era. A good thesis would make a comparison between the two movements and their political ideologies, as well as the successes and failures of each movement. You can earn another point by showing contextualization. To do so, you must accurately and explicitly relate the topic to broader historical events, developments, and processes that occurred before, during, or after the time period. Contextualization relates to the thesis, so you'll want to include it in the opening paragraph to set the stage for your essay. What context would you include in an essay that compares Pan-Arabism and Pan-Africanism? What'd you come up with? One thing you could note is that these movements occurred following World War II in the context of a wave of decolonization and independence movements worldwide. Let's move on to evidence. Citing evidence is at the heart of the document-based question. You'll earn partial credit for citing three documents and full credit if you cite six or more. Citing evidence doesn't mean simply listing or describing the documents. Instead, you want to demonstrate an understanding of each document's purpose and how it relates to your central argument. Usually, you'll use the documents as evidence for your thesis. Occasionally, you might need to acknowledge that a document contradicts your argument and explain why it's an exception. I mentioned spending 10 or 15 minutes to plan before writing. Use this time to sort the documents into groups. Look for common elements among them and think about how they might relate to your argument in a particular way. When it's time to write, your document groupings can be used as an outline. Begin each paragraph with a main idea. Then, discuss the documents that support that idea. Okay, so that's how you can earn the first point related to citing evidence. You can get another point by citing evidence that's not included in the documents. That's right, the document-based question requires you to comment on what's missing from the documents you have available. Perhaps there's a missing point of view. Only one gender, religion, or nationality is represented. In your essay, explain why the extra evidence you're describing would be helpful in supporting your claim. You can either do this in the body of your essay or in your last paragraph. Okay. 
onto analysis and reasoning. This refers to describing the context of a document or the perspectives, biases, and motivations it expresses. Earning a point requires you to do this for at least three documents. Four or more provides you with a cushion. What might you look for in a source to show an understanding of its sourcing? More specifically, suppose there's an article from Egyptian President Gamal Abdul Nasser as part of the earlier document-based question on Pan-Arabism and Pan-Africanism. How might you weave sourcing information about that document into your essay? With President Nasser's document, you might consider how being in a position of leadership might undermine his ability to appreciate the perspective of another nation. In a broader sense, you'll want to consider the author's purpose and point of view, their background, occupation, social status, nationality, gender, religion, or political views. Okay, almost there. The last point you can earn is for argument complexity. This point cannot be earned simply by inserting a fact here or a sentence there. You'll have to instead show a comprehensive and coherent understanding of the historical context and connect the documents to the topic repeatedly and in a sophisticated way. Awareness of overarching themes and broader events and processes is helpful. So is the ability to use the appropriate reasoning skills in a balanced way. For example, does your argument take into account continuity and change? Similarities and differences? Cause and effect? Or better yet, multiple causes and effects? The essay as a whole will have to do well to score this point. But the concluding paragraph is an excellent place to address these big picture ideas. So that's it for the document-based question. In the next episode, we'll talk about the long essay. Talk to you then. Mm -hmm.